Oh, there you go. Here we go. We're on. It's amazing how fast this happens. I mean, it just works that way. Inconvenience. Yeah, and what it teaches us, right? Yeah. That's what we want to talk about? Yep. All right, let's do it. Join us today on Curiosity Continuum. This is Brian. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an industry innovating, non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by creating collaborative communities and unleashing the power of adaptive expertise needed and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways, not possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and want to dive deeper, please visit us at curiosity.com. Thanks for tuning in and let's start the conversation. You know, we read the rhythm and roll enough. Josh. I know. We, right? start, we start believing. <laughs> we should either know it by heart. Hopefully it's getting into our souls. <laughs> right. Right. Our black souls. Yeah. No. Yeah. So we were right <clears throat> in between ending one episode and starting another, we were talking about how inconvenience teaches you. And I'll tell you, one of the examples that comes to mind is actually navigating to a place in your car. Right. Before you had to ask directions or get directions and remember directions and look at your odometer, get out and ask somebody, pay attention to the signs, and you'd right. get there. Or you didn't. Right, right. <laughs> and then you learned something there. Now, GPS, and it's gotten better, obviously, too, but like you kind of arrive, you don't need to ask anybody, you just kind of listen. Yeah. But those inconveniences are really critical to learning something, which largely, as we've become a more convenient society in what's available to us, it has robbed us of the opportunity to be inconvenienced. Yeah, and to like uh, learn on the fly. Like when I used to always say, no, no, nowhere, or I'm sorry, nothing is like learns a new, like you never learn a new place like getting lost in one. Like if I'm like looking for someplace, oh, I got lost, but I found all these other places. And then I eventually found the place I'm supposed to go. And then when somebody says, oh, hey, you want to go here? I'm like, I know right where that is. But with like GPS, like Brian says, you just kind of get there or you don't. And we've had that, you know, they're like, oh, you have arrived. Like, no, we haven't. Where are we? (laughs) Right. And so it is also critical to like have that other hat on where you're like, Am I really going the right way? Am I really doing the right, right. thing? Those things, like w- w- when you plan for it not to go right, look, this really flies in the face of um, a lot of inspirational speakers to say, well, just imagine it going right, and now it's going to go right, and that's how it works. Like, it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. It, it never does. Like when you imagine that, like you think, oh, yeah, it's going to go right. Oh, it's going to go right. Oh, it does go right. But when it goes wrong, that's the problem. When it goes right, that's the easy button. So the happy you, path. Yeah. And so you learn more from something going wrong than something going right. And that's not being like a non-positive thinker or an no, optimist. It's just reality. It's reality. And I've I've had those people that have been around where something went terribly wrong. And they're trying to frame it as, well, this is good. I'm like, well, you can extract learnings from it. Right. But if something really went wrong, it's wrong. And it's not wrong to call it wrong. It's actually wrong to say it's not wrong. <laughs> and like, just try to brush over it. I've, I've spent more time talking to my counselor about things that were 
<laughs> like it was wrong, but people tried to say it was right, but it wasn't right. <laughs> and it was wrong. And just having the language to describe that, it's good. You actually learn how to deal with it. Right. Because, well, right in that sense. But <laughs> what people learn, we learn more from failure and more from like hardship than we do from easy victory. So like if I just do something and it works, I've learned I can do that thing again. It's going to work. But if I do something incorrectly or different and it doesn't work, then I'm like, oh, what did I do wrong? It forces you to look inward to say like, oh, what did I do wrong and change it? Because if you don't change it, it's going to be the same because human beings are kind of wired that way. Like we're wired for every risk reward type. Like I do something right. I get the reward, right? And higher risk might be a higher reward, but at all times, are you always being driven by success and you're driven by failure? Success, you're like, oh, I don't got it. In your brain, you think, I don't have to change that. It's right. I got what I wanted. But if you do something wrong and you don't get the desired outcome, you're like, it forces you to say, what did I do? And to change. You know, uh, when I have times that I've failed, uh, look, there's there's a humility exercise where you have to eat crow publicly right, right. <laughs> sometimes. Crow is not a great dish to eat. No. Ever. No. You know, but um, you learn from it. Like, I will never do that again. Part of, you know, like self, self-discovery self exercises, especially post-30, sure. when you kind of start to deconstruct your, your ego, right? you learn like, this is what I'm not. There's been a lot of definition in my life by understanding what I'm not right? to understand who I am. right? And that means that you kind of understand your strengths, but you also are honest about your weaknesses. And I think some people where... Um, those weaknesses, as long as you understand that, the best leaders are not the people who know how to do it all. No, right? in fact, those aren't the best leaders. They're the ones that say, like, look, I need help. Or somebody have an idea here? <laughs> and, I mean, we, we talk about these people all the time. You know, like some of the more high-profile ones, like Elon Musk or even Jeff Bezos. Because Elon Musk, we watched a TED Talk with him where he said right out, I'm willing to entertain ideas. I mean, he's the richest man in the world. Like, you know, arguably. And he's saying, I need ideas. And he says, you know, contrary to popular belief, I'm not always right. Yeah, he says, uh, yeah, I want you to know I'm not always right. <laughs> and people laugh. But he's not. He's wrong a lot of times, too. But he learns from being wrong. Yep. And so that's what that's the key here. You have to learn from the mistakes. Having people being able to come to meaningfully, I'll say lovingly, too, critique your failure. Right. Is a very valuable exercise. And it's a hard exercise. Because like when you have somebody you really care about saying, hey, you know, you didn't do that right. It like you can take that personally. And you can be like, like, wow, like crushing blow, right? You just feel it all kind of pushing down on you. But in reality, it's not that bad, people. You know, that's the way we're going to learn from this. We're going to learn how to get better. But you got to look at what's going to happen, not what's what happened, Right. So the outcome is going to be different because you're going to learn from this and you're going to change it. It's going to be different. I had a, a mentor who, when I when I finally admitted to him, he'd, he had enough history with me where when I didn't do something, I couldn't spin it <laughs> to make myself look good. Right. And I had to look him in the face. And say, I, I messed up. I said, like, I didn't do that because I was scared. Right. 
And that, that was humbling. You know, years ago, where are you at with this? And I'm like, I haven't done it. He goes, why? And, you know, I could skirt around the issue, like people who kind of came into my arc. Right. But oh, I'm like, it was this person. I'm just, just going to tell you, I said, I've been scared. I've been scared that I wouldn't be good able, enough. Able to do I it. I would yeah. fail. I would have to crawl back and be embarrassed in front of all the people. I've had to crawl back to Nashville to do it. Um, shame with my family. What did it mean to my children's future? I said, I was scared. And he said, right. you can't be scared. He said, it, and you know, like saying, don't be scared. It might sound like oversimplistic, but when he said it to me, and I knew that he loved me and he cared for me, he said, like, you can't let fear hold you back. Right. Why, you want to talk about feeling ashamed, convicted, and motivated all at the same time. That was it. Right. And I'm like, right. You got to do it scared. You got to do it in a way where you figure it out. And he really reframed to me like what I held is like, this is how, because this is this way, I will never succeed. And I wasn't even consciously doing it. You know, like you right. moved to a new market, like it was too expensive. Well, who told you that? Yeah. Did you, Was that just something you perceived? Right. Or was that something that you had a, a problem with? Or was that actually like the truth? Yeah. Obviously, just something you perceived, right? You're like, oh, well, you know, that's a problem. But it wasn't. No. And uh, I mean, my wife's great for that. Like, she'll be like, oh, people are going to hate me. I'm like, people aren't going to. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, who said that to you? Well, nobody, but they're going to hate me. It's like, how do you know until you do it? Yeah. And even if they do, who cares? Like, those people aren't your friends then, if that's <laughs> right. what they're doing, yeah. you know? The, you, the voice in your own head is really loud. That's why friendship is important. Right. You have somebody to check. You go, who told you that? Like you said, I mean, with your wife, like with Mel, it's like, yeah. say that. But I need that because I know human beings are really good, and especially myself, I'm really good at rationalizing or justifying something to buttress a point of view right. <laughs> that may or may not be true, like, true right. and even like beneficial. People, A lot of people are really good at justifying staying put because they're scared. Oh, yeah. They make it sound like holy. They make it sound like wise. They make it sound whatever. The core of it is like, you're scared. You're going to look like a fool. Right. And part of that is like, you know, when you're a kid or whatever and you and you do something wrong or and people laugh and they think it's cute or whatever, but you don't want that feeling because that's an embarrassing feeling. But what you have to get past is that, you know, everyone makes these mistakes because if you don't, you're just not human. You know, everyone makes it. It's okay. Calm down. Being inconvenienced is okay because you're going to learn from that. You're going to not going to do that in the future or you're going to do it differently. And that's what's important. I've listened to a lot of business leaders and some of them, God bless them. You know, they've done well for their families and the, and the community and stuff. But sometimes when they've said like, you know, I just kind of went out there and did it and it just came to me. I'm like, I don't relate to those people. No, I wish I did in some ways. It's like, you know, how much of that is truth? Like how much of that is like, that may be their perception of it now. Yeah. But how much did they really struggle? Maybe they did. Yeah. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they got... Maybe they're the lucky one person yeah. that just everything fell for. And good for them. Yeah, great. But when we talked about in our episode of like diversity of outcome, right? it's like, well, that's not, you're not that person. That's not who you're connected with. That's not whatever. It's like it happened differently. For you, yeah. And then when you start to talk about, man, this sucked bad. <laughs> when this crap went down, 
you know, I'll listen to that more. Now, I don't like the overemphasis on being authentic and I'm sharing things. Right. And it's like, come on. Like, you know, but really, when you talk about this is what went wrong, and this is how I had to tough it out, you realize like, oh, these people put their pants on one leg at a time every morning. Yeah, they're humans. Yeah. I mean, even the, you know, person that has, you know, 25, uh, you know, subordinates below them doing all their daily chores, they're just human beings. They're just, like Brian said, they're putting their pants on one leg at a time. They're maybe not driving themselves to the airport, but someone's driving them, <laughs> you know? And they're not doing this stuff, but they're doing it. It's just a little different. Yep. You know? You hit different you hit different roadblocks, different things that you do. I haven't clicked on the link yet, but, you know, there's uh, an article about Elon Musk's, like, handler. Right. Kind of helps do the things. Right. It's like, if you think that one person like that, and they're held up as the person, that's why, like, when you see musicians or actors, and they win an award, and the, the laundry list is long, it's like, why? These, these are the people that helped me get here. These are the people yeah. behind the people. And they're like, there's no way I could have gotten here on my own because they know what they're good at. Right. You know, there's very few people. And you see some people like, I did this my freaking self and it was all me. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, you really learn more when there is a collaborative exercise and you have to learn to work together so that something can happen. And those people who surround the people. <laughs> yeah. Who make them like shiny people. Right. It really is um, remarkable. Yeah. It takes a village. Yeah. And I mean, those are the people that Brian and I kind of like, I think him and I more associate with. Like we more identify with those people because I'm not like comfortable being like in the spotlight, really. But I'm comfortable being that person that pushes the person to the spotlight. And I'm comfortable with being that person that like organizes that stuff behind the scenes. And so I like I totally get that atmosphere, you know, and I think that that's like something that I think every person can strive to be better at. Is not necessarily being the shiny, but being the non-shiny person. And when you're inconvenienced, figure it out. Figure this out. And that is a real-world type of problem solving that everyone could use. Because you realize very quickly that the world doesn't turn without those folks. Let's put a comma here, huh, Josh? Yeah, why not? Till next time, this is Brian. And it's Josh. For Curiosity Continuum. Thank mm-hmm. you.